Well, the Sharks still have a couple more days until they get back on the ice. Um, we're going to do an interview today. Henry Thrun, defenseman from the San Jose Sharks, joins the show. So we'll talk about uh, his early years going to college, the trade to San Jose, and his NHL debut. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is Tank Commander J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day. If you want to be an everyday, all you have to do is just follow wherever you get podcasts, or you can watch this on YouTube as well. And San Jose, ugh, San Jose Sharks defenseman uh, Henry Thrun joins the show where we're going to talk about uh, his, you know, getting drafted, uh, kind of, you know, his favorite player growing up. Uh, of course, talk about the trade to that brought him to San Jose and kind of what the thinking went, that went behind that um, and get to know uh, him a little bit off the ice. Of course, had to ask about Grand Admiral Thrun. Uh, so before we do get into all that, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you guys by Game Time. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. And now we bring in San Jose Sharks defenseman Henry Thrun. Henry, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing well, JD. Thanks for having me on today. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, first thing I have to ask is, I usually ask most guys, uh, when did you realize like hockey could be a thing for you? Oh gosh. Um, I would say I probably started to think about the NHL maybe when I got to high school. Um, probably, yeah, sophomore year of high school. Um, I started to make some progress and, and had some college recruiting going on. Um, so at that point, you know, it was, it was a dream. Um, and from there on, just, you know, made it my goal and worked every day towards it. Uh, I know you grew up good Massachusetts kid. Uh, who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, um, I would say Duncan Keith. Um, you know, that was when I started to watch a lot of hockey is when the Blackhawks were, were going on their runs. Um, and he obviously was, was the keystone, uh, player for that team along with some others and to watch him the way he, uh, the way he played out there, the way he helped lead them. Um, I think he all around was, was one of the best defensemen ever to play. So he was someone that I liked to watch a lot. Uh, the, on the kind of, not on the flip side, but like which guy now that you, you know, kind of gotten a little bit, uh, further in your career, started your pro career. Who's the guy that you try to kind of model your game after? Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's, there's different things I try to steal from each defenseman. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, you kind of got to know what you fall into and, and some things obviously are more achievable than others. Um, I like to watch guys, I think Jacob Slavin's a good guy to watch. You know, he obviously um, is an elite, elite defensive um, player, but also can can uh, contribute offensively. So he's someone that I always, whenever I see him on TV, um, I like to watch him play. I think he's a little bigger than me, um, mm -hmm. but someone that I, I think uh, plays an overall um, really responsible style and helps in both ends of the ice. 
So, like I said, you Massachusetts kid, but uh, for what I read, you're actually a Rangers fan. Uh, is this true? And how does that go living in Boston and not being a Bruins fan? I don't know. I don't know where you saw that that factoid. I think I don't know if I've if I've said that in an interview before, but I've I I grew I grew up as a Bruins fan. So okay, um, yeah, I just squashed that rumor. I was a Bruins fan growing up. Okay. Uh, that's, that's just wanted to make sure, uh, yeah. you know, not everything you read on the internet, I guess is true. So, yeah. uh, did you kind of coming up, did you always want to go to the, like the NCAA route, of course, go into Harvard, uh, was that kind of always the path that you wanted to go and was it always Harvard or what, what were kind of the schools you were looking at? Yeah, I think for me, I, I always was pretty set on the college route. Um, <laughs> Obviously, just being from Massachusetts, you get so much exposure um, to to all the college hockey that goes on in New England, and as well watching the Bean Pot every year. Um, so for me, it was it was a pretty easy decision knowing I wanted to go to college. And once um, once the recruiting process started, I was I really was open to to any school um, that was that wanted me that wanted me <laughs> on their team. I just felt really lucky to be in that position. So um, I was really open throughout all of it. Um, you know, I. I I think deep down, I always knew I wanted to go to school in Boston. Um, and out of all the choices, you know, at Harvard um, sort of stuck out the most to me. And I was really, really happy with my decision. Uh, since you're from the Boston area, can you answer me a question? Uh, why is it all the like Boston based teams like Boston College, Boston University, Harvard, or these? Why are they all red based or just a different shade of red? I don't know. <laughs> I've never actually thought of that. I think. Yeah, that's a good point. Us and us and BC got kind of the crimson maroon going, and then BU Northeastern got the got the pure red. I don't know. I mean, they're all. I think all four of us have pretty uh, pretty sweet jerseys and pretty good arenas too. So it's you understand why there's a lot of history and a lot of uh, a lot of tradition with the Boston College hockey. Yeah, I mean, I, like for me, because I've really started to watch, uh, especially with the Sharks prospects, watching you a little bit last year, and then this year watching you know Will Smith with Boston College, watching yep. Cam Lowe with Northeastern keeping my eyes on a certain uh, player with Boston university. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of red, a lot of red in my life. So yeah. <laughs> uh, just was curious. So uh, of course in 2019, you were drafted by the ducks. Uh, yeah. Did you go to the draft? Did you have any idea like who was interested in you? Uh, what was your draft experience like? Yeah, I did go to the draft. Um, our draft was in Vancouver um, and it was an awesome weekend. So, you know, I went with uh with a lot of my teammates just because um, a lot of guys off our team were going to have the opportunity to get drafted. So we, uh, we went up to Vancouver for the weekend, had uh, had a lot of fun, had some guys get picked in the, on the first day in the first round, and then a lot of us get picked in the, the, second, uh, the second day. But it was a great weekend. Um, I didn't really know going in who was going to draft me. Um, I had a bunch of interviews at the Combine and mm-hmm. – Felt that they went well, um, but for me there wasn't uh, there wasn't one team that I thought was was going to draft me. Um, it was kind of just going into it and just felt really grateful to be there. And, and um, honestly, just I knew that being drafted was was great uh, and um, a big accomplishment. But at the end of the day, it didn't it didn't mean that you were in the NHL. So for me, it was was honestly just um, excited to be picked. Um, and wherever the city was, I was I was going to be happy about it. So it was it was an overall great experience for me. I like going into it. I know I think kind of the draft process and scouting is really kind of starting to come along here, especially like mm-hmm. public scouting. Did you read your like draft reports and stuff? I don't know how much access there was a couple of years ago, but um, were you like, oh, yeah, that guy like that kind of makes sense. So maybe this is what I need to work on or no. 
Um, not really. I mean, it's things that obviously during your draft year, everyone sort of knows who each other's, um, mm -hmm. other are, especially when you get to international play. Um, and you see the Canadians and the Swedes and the Russians. Um, so it's something that you kind of draw yourself up against other guys and see where you compare, um, you know, where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, but it's something that, um, especially around the draft, there's a lot of noise around it. I mean, there's people that'll tell you you're going a lot higher than you are. And there's people that'll tell you you're going a lot lower than you are. So it's something that, um, you know, I think you always have an expectation of, or a hope of where you want to get picked. Um, yeah. but there's so much that changes. And at the end of the day, I think, I mean, it's there to be drafted again is an awesome experience, but it's only the, just, it's just the beginning. And I think, Unless you're one of the, the the superstars that goes uh, with the first couple picks, um, I think it's 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 going to be a journey after that, and um, it's something that's uh, it's a process and takes time. Uh, I've heard going, especially like the USHL. You know, you mentioned you kind of played with uh, the US national team, but that first year in college, I've heard uh, it's a gauntlet, kind of that jump in a level. Can you confirm like what that's like? That kind of going from playing, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seven-year-old kids to playing twenty-four-year-old like grown men. Yeah, it's hard. It's um, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of similarities from that jump from junior to college that I am now from college to pro. Um, and I think that's, I was fortunate that with the NTDP, we were able to play, I think 15 college games um, in our second year um, at the NTDP. So I got a little bit of exposure and kind of a feel for the pace. Um, but yeah, it's hard. I mean, as you had mentioned, um, you know, you'd go into college, especially as, a, as an 18 year old freshman um, and our team was, was pretty young to begin with. And, you play some some teams that that have guys that have been there for four or five years and and took you know two years of junior before, and um, it's it's a challenge and you got to find ways to find ways to win and find ways to have uh, success personally. So it was uh, it was an adjustment and I feel that it was it was a great learning opportunity for me and I think it's it's helping me with uh, with the jump now from college to pro. All right, guys, before we continue with uh, Sharks defenseman Henry Thrun, we talk about the trade that brought him to San Jose, uh, why he wanted to come to San Jose, and then we get to know him off the ice a little bit. I do just need to take a quick break. Although the temperature is getting colder, NFL offers stay hot on Fandle. Right now, new customers can get 150 bucks. Uh, and bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Again, parlay, Christian McCaffrey, uh, touchdown with Raheem Mostert, touchdown. And you're probably going to have yourself a very nice weekend. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off uh, the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And of course, during COVID, uh, I know a lot of colleges, Harvard included, uh, shut down. So you went back to the USHL uh, mm. for that season. Uh, what was it like kind of going back? Were you, did you feel like a man among boys? <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a um a crazy experience. Um, it really was. It was a, I hope a once in a lifetime sort of situation. <laughs> um, that when COVID had happened. Um, and you know I feel 
uh, the Dubuque Fighting Saints and and Callie Larson and Oliver David and the, the staff they had there were um were were super helpful in all of it and um you know were really um, willing to work with me and trying to figure out you know what was the best path and how it was all going to go down and I think that year um I really used as a as a development year um and uh, obviously I was trying to help my team win every night but as well I was trying to push myself to to work on things or try things that I normally wouldn't do. Um, and I felt that I made some, some strides offensively, um, particularly that year. Um, just because it was, um, I was 19 at the time, um, playing mm-hmm. under 20 lead. And that was the first time I really was, you know, older or, um, one of the older guys in the league. Um, and for me, that was, uh, as I said, it was a good opportunity to, you know, feel feel really confident with the puck and be able to sort of dictate the game um, how I wanted to. And I think I made some made some big jumps. That I felt I was able to bring with me back to back to school when I returned. And of course, I assume you're also taking classes online and having to do like normal college stuff and then do this as well. Yeah. Yeah. We um so we had uh, obviously because those junior teams have some kids in high school and they would report to the rink every morning and, and do their school online. So I got a little bit more um, leniency. I was able to sort of do it at home or do it on uh, mm-hmm. do it at the rink where, wherever suited best for me. But yeah, I would um, I'd wake up, I'd go to class on my computer, um, call it I don't know, eight to twelve, whatever it was, and then mm-hmm. um, and then we'd have practice um, afterwards and have my day at the rank in the afternoon. So it was, uh, it was a crazy, crazy time. Um, I think looking back on it, I felt I, I was able to make the most of it, um, especially with having world junior in the middle of that year. Um, it was a pretty, pretty unique year, but overall, I think I managed it pretty well. And of course you return to Harvard, uh, you rack up some accolades. You were first year back, second team, all ECAC, uh, mm-hmm. your final year, all ECAC first team defensive defenseman of the year. You're also captain of Harvard. Uh, plus your Harvard made the tournament, uh, two seasons in a row. So like, how do you sum up th- those two years for you and kind of that development and what it means to you? Yeah, I think, uh, I, I loved it. Um, it was, it was absolutely the right place for me, um, both hockey wise and just overall from a life perspective. And I think that, um, winning an ECAC championship my junior year was definitely the highlight of it because, you know, when you, when you leave, um, there your senior year and you, what you really think back to is, you know, what did we accomplish as a group? Um, and, for us, um, it was great. I wish we had more championships, but that was kind of the main, the main, uh, main highlight for us that junior year championship, which was, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I still have a lot of great friends from that team and, and talk to them pretty regularly. Um, so I think it was, uh, it was great, and I feel that uh, personally as well. I think um, I was able to to continue to grow and develop my game, um, in areas that I needed to. And I was, I was given the freedom under the coaching staff there to sort of, um, you know, develop myself and, and know that, um, you know, at, at that point I was pretty close to, to being a pro hockey player. And I think that the, the, the process every day was, was focused on, okay, how can I, how can I develop myself into a pro, uh, as well as being present in the everyday, you know, college games, how can I turn myself into a pro and, and make my, uh, my transition as easy as possible. Uh, of course, uh, you know, you decide that um, you didn't want to sign with the Ducks. Uh, so what goes into that process there? I know uh, you guys don't have, 
you guys have advisors, right? Uh, you know, not not uh, agents, but you talk to your advisor uh, to kind of get that ball moving. Uh, what goes behind the decision to to for that? Yeah, I think um, you know the for me the the staff that um, had drafted me to Anaheim um, had obviously all changed um, with Bob Murray and and um, and actually Todd Marshawn, who now is with the Sharks. Ironically. Um, that was kind of the group that brought me into Anaheim. Um, mm-hmm. I felt that um, for me, just where I was at in my career, I felt that um, uh, San Jose was probably a better option than Anaheim. And I, and I felt that um, I I'd still do compliment Pat for beat and, and the, the staff that they have there. I think they're doing a great job and I think they'll continue to do a great job. And honestly, I felt that um, all things considered it, it, me. And if I ended up in Anaheim, I would have been happy with it. And it would have been something that's, you know, I, as I, I always have said, you know, I, I trust those guys and um, I think that they're going to do a great job with their players and develop them. Um, but for me, if I had the chance to go from an A opportunity to an A plus opportunity, um, that's, you know, that's sometimes the, the decisions that have to be made. So I, I, uh, there was a lot of conversations, um, with Pat for and, you know, I was, I was really grateful for, um, sort of how that whole thing went down. And, um, I think both parties ended up happy with how it worked out. Uh, I mean, yes, you want them to do well, but not too well now that you're a Sharks fan, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. we got to play them a bunch of times, right? They're, you know, yeah. I'm just kidding. That's fine. You don't have to say anything. I'll say something. <laughs> we don't want them to do too well uh, with their de- draft and development. They already have enough guys. Uh, yeah. They don't need more guys. So um, how much did like David Quinn, another Boston guy, you know, Mike Greer, a Boston guy as well. How much did that uh, factor into you wanting to come to San Jose? Yeah, it was, it was a big piece of it. Um, it was a really big factor. Um, like I had said, I was, you know, Anaheim, I was, I was happy with what was going on there, but I felt that, you know, looking, looking uh, up the coast a little bit and knowing that, uh, you know, what Mike and, uh, and coach Quinn had going on, um, was, was really, uh, was really something that I wanted to be a part of. Um, and just having some familiar familiarity with them, um, Mm -hmm. and having them know my game a little bit, um, just was, I think it, for me made the transition um, and it is making the transition a little bit easier um, having people that have, have had relationships with. And I know that um, uh, know me as a person and um, I found that, yeah, definitely having those two around and as well, having Todd Marshawn is another guy that's um, just people have had relationships before um, with before and, and just made it all that more comfortable. Uh, Harvard famously does not offer athletic scholarships. After you sign your ELC, uh, are you a man of the people? How are you paying back your student loans like the next day? Or are you getting the alumni like, hey, I know you graduated. Are you going to start donating back to the school? Are you dealing with that already? (laughs) I get get some notes here and there about um, about, uh, (laughs) certain donations or giving back. didn't really make any big purchases or anything. I'm not a huge spender. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it definitely is something that, uh, I thought about a little bit, but, um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, it was such a great program that I'm sure at some point I'll be, uh, I'll be helping them out. Whether it be, uh, with some, you wait till that next contract, uh, the yeah. next con, yeah, the, the, the next contract. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that ELC life in, in San Jose, uh, you know, it's, it's still pretty tight. I know from, from, so, um, 
So you make your NHL debut. Uh, what goes in that? I know there, there's the video of your mom, you know, just like crying, like as you're going through it. I'm like, what was that whole day like? What was that whole experience like? Uh, you know, especially as you know, you know, NHL debuts. It's not just you, right? It's everybody who's been a part of it, like your mom, mm-hmm. your dad, your whole family. It's all working towards this moment. So what was that like? Kind of taking that solo lap and everything with it. Yeah, it's um, as you had said, there's there's so much that goes into it that um, you just feel really really lucky and really just um really just happy to be in the moment honestly it was something that there was so much work put in both by myself and those around me um and a lot of sacrifices that um it was a pretty special moment for all of us and i think you know that night um people has always asked me like if i got nervous or or anything like that and honestly i i was telling them like it i was having so much fun that it honestly the nerves didn't even come like it was something that i was it was just it was a blast and it, it still is um you know every day showing up the rink and and seeing an nhl logo on your on your crest is um is is pretty cool um and it's something that it's it helps put it in perspective that it is a lot of fun and it's something that i think it helps takes uh takes any nerves away as well uh, you rack up two points that night. Are you just like, this is easy? I don't know what, what the big deal is about this. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I know it, it was the first one. I passed to Mario and he had shot it. And I obviously knew new right away. I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, we scored. And I was like, oh, I got an assist. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> first point. And then the second one, I had, I had no idea. I think I had changed, actually, once I, I passed it up. Actually, mm. again, I think I passed it to Mario. Um, or no, I passed it to Oscar. I forget, but either way, um, I got off the ice and I was like, Oh, wow, another assist. And it was, it was very much like, this is, uh, this is quite the start. Um, and I, more importantly, I thought it played, uh, overall pretty well that, that, uh, that game. So I definitely got some, some texts after that about the pace that I was on. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool moment to, to add that on top, um, to my first game. You're like Eric Carlson, eat your heart out. I mean, a hundred points. So come on, like yeah. I'm on pace for you know at this rate. I'm going to put up you know 160 points. So yeah, um, cool. you know you you come in at the end of the season when Eric Carlson's kind of pushing that hundred towards that hundred. How just kind of joining that where it's like Eric Carlson's doing something we haven't seen in like 30 years, right? The last guy, last defenseman to score 100 points. What was that like? That was it. Was so cool. <laughs> we actually, so the first. Um, five games i was playing with um redeem shimmick and that was great we we're playing well and then going into the final weekend or the final road trip um uh Vlasic had gotten hurt and uh the coaches told me like, hey you're you're playing with carl these three games and i was like i was like oh okay and i think he uh, he was at 98 points uh going into our game against winnipeg and mm-hmm. um you know, he was someone that he, he honestly is, is pretty easy to play with. Um, and it's, which I think might be a surprise to some, but he, he, he's really smart. Um, and he's very like efficient, um, with mm-hmm. what he does. So the, I thought we played pretty well to uh, the couple of games we had played. Um, and to see him, uh, hit a hundred points and to, to have just the, the tiniest, uh, part uh, in that story being able to play play that game with them is is pretty cool and something that i'll uh i'll definitely remember forever because i mean that guy's a he's a hall of famer and to to say i got to play some games with them as a steve partner is is pretty cool uh yeah that's one of those you tell the grandkids about it's like yeah i got to play with him type of yeah. guys 
All right, guys, before we finish up with uh, Grand Admiral Thrun, uh, we get to know him off the ice a little bit. Of course, ask about the Admiral Thrun nickname. Uh, just need to take a quick break. If you are looking to find maybe that last minute little late gift uh, for that friend who loves going to concerts, uh, theater, sporting events, Game Time has got you covered. They have killer last minute deals, all in prices, views of your seat, and the best price guaranteed. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And if you're like me and you hate getting into a place and you're not knowing what your seat's going to look like, Game Time, again, you can see all. You can see the view of your seat, right? You know exactly what what your seat, what your view is going to look like before you go there. Uh, the only thing worse than not knowing what your view is going to look like is going to check out and having a bunch of fees slammed on top. Game time does not do that. They have all in pricing. So when you go to check out, you know exactly how much you're going to pay. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On NHL. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, after the season, you go and play in the World Championships with uh, David Quinn for mm-hmm. on Team USA. Uh, you played for Team USA you know, quite a few times, but it's still special every time, right, to kind of represent your country. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that tournament was... Um... I knew during the college year that I was in the mix to to get an opportunity to play for the team. Um, and then when I was offered a spot, I I, I took it immediately. Um, and it's um, it was it was an unbelievable experience. You know, I think as you had mentioned, it's first and foremost, it's it's awesome to play for your country, especially on a world stage like that, where you go into Europe and you see um, sort of just how much this uh, how much national pride there is um both for the u.s and for for other countries um just how much it means to means to everyone um so it was it was an awesome experience and as well i think personally it was great to be able to play another 10 games at a at a men's level um Mm -hmm. sort of have that um to lead me into the summer um so it was something that it was it was a great opportunity and it was it honestly was really fun too you know we we had a great group there um obviously came up short of our goal um but overall it was it was a really enjoyable tournament was it nice to kind of have like Quinn there where you're kind of like getting a little extra credit, you know, a little bit like extra, you know, working on the system, working on the details, uh, learning what he likes uh, out of, out of his defenseman. Yeah, I think so. A little bit, obviously it just, um, just builds uh, a little bit more of, a, of an understanding of the of sort of the way that he likes his team to play. Um <laughs> But at the end of the day, it's something that in a in a tournament like that, you know, there's so many guys that um, him and the coaching staff are handling that. Um, it's it's something that you sort of show up to the rink every day, and um, you just you compete with everyone else and and uh, and try to help the team win. So, yeah, it, it was nice having some of the Sharks staff there. Um, but it was uh, like I said, there there was a lot of guys on the team, so it wasn't like there was any uh, any special um, attention or anything going my way. Um. This season, you make the the team out of camp, but then get sent down to the Barracuda after a couple games. Uh, what was the, kind of the message uh, for you, like heading down? Yeah, I think uh, you know the message I got was just um, that era, the staff was really happy with my training camp um, and sort of the preseason games and the practices that I put together. Um, 
And uh, that's um, for me, they just, there was a couple of things they wanted me to work on. And they felt that at the time the team was a little bit in flux. Um, they felt that it was just the right timing for me to go down there, um, solidify some things I had to, to clean it up and as well, sort of just let the the team, you know, get their feet on themselves and, and gather some, some momentum, um, which makes total sense. Um, I think it was, um, a, uh, at the end of the day, you know, I think sometimes, uh, I, I forget myself that I, I still am a rookie because I feel like I've played uh, a bunch of games, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's, I still am my first year and first couple months of pro hockey. So um, it was, it was great. And I felt that I was able to really work on the things I need to work on um, with the Barracuda. Um, So I found it's the time I had spent there pretty effective. All right. uh, Let's kind of switch gears to off the ice. So uh, I don't know how much you're on the internet, but you've, uh, you've been given a a fun nickname, Grand Admiral Thrun. I don't know if you're a big Star Wars fan or not, or know the character Grand Admiral Thrun. Uh, Thoughts on the nickname? (laughs) I've seen I've seen it a couple times. Um, I'm not huge on internet, but I, some people have asked me about it and explained it to me. Um, I like Star Wars, um, so <laughs> no problem with it. Um, I don't remember the character specifically, um, but I mean, I'm a fan of the of the of the series, so I have no issues with it. I like it. Yeah, he's a bit of it. At least in the Disney Canyon canon, he's a bit of a newer character, but uh, okay. extremely smart guy. Uh, cool. So, and with your Ivy League education, I think it goes <laughs> hand in hand. Uh, so, cool. yes, um, the Sharks have also debuted uh, the, the teal helmets with the rose sweaters. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? Oh, they're awesome! They're awesome. <laughs> I actually, I saw a picture of us wearing the white helmets with the white jerseys the other day mm-hmm. when I just came across my phone, and I was like, "Oh, that does." That's not right. Like that doesn't look good anymore. And the whites looked awesome, especially they're putting the white chin strap under the the teal helmet. It, it looks really good. So shout out to shout out to the equipment staff for that one. Yeah, it looks. I mean, I love I love the white sweaters. I have a white sweater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the white sweaters, the teal helmets. I don't know, like it's just like, oh yeah, that looks great. Uh, yeah, they did a great job with that. Yeah. Um, Going from wearing the full mask, uh, like the full cage in, in college to wearing the visor, is it like a f- breath of fresh air? <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> you're, absolutely, you're right that it's easier to breathe. Um, but at the same time, your first couple of practices, you feel like you're almost like naked out there because <laughs> the amount of, you'd be shocked, like the amount of times you get nicked in the face with whether it be like someone's hands or a stick or mm-hmm. like you hit with a puck. And like, I remember, in my first game last year, actually, um, Phil Kessel like dumped a puck in and it got ramped up and literally hit me like square in the visor. And I was, it, it was something that was like, I was like shell shocked. <laughs> like I literally could have just lost my entire front row of teeth. Um, so thankfully I haven't had any major, um, cuts or, um, or any damage to, uh, to my teeth yet, but it's, yeah, it, it's an adjustment. Um, so we'll uh, hopefully, hopefully, I stay safe out there. Uh, I mean, you see Ferrara, right? I mean, that is yeah. that's yeah, it's that. Or I mean, you can ask Logan Couture about the horror stories of taking things to the face because uh, I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures he's posted, but yeah, he's gone through some horror stories with the the face stuff. So, yeah. um, your game day prep. What are you a superstitious guy, little stitious guy, or let it flow type of guy? No, I'm a let it flow. I'm honestly. Um, 
the the seasons are so long that i i find um sticking too much to a routine can just become stressful and as well just become a little um just a little you know dreary over time so i, I try to keep it fresh you know on the day to day whatever whatever i need is usually what i take you know there's there's obviously certain things i'll stick to just in terms of types of food i like to eat or trying to get a nap in but not very strict with my day to day just as i had said it's something that there's a lot of variables and there's sometimes things you can't control and to add any stress just to something's out of your routine um i don't think it's productive for me so i try to try to go day to day really uh coffee are you a coffee guy before a game or are you uh uh no I am. Yeah, I got uh, I, I have an espresso machine <laughs> in my apartment that uh, I've been using this year um, and it's uh, it's been great. And I, I yeah, I definitely before a game usually usually I have to get a coffee in me. Uh, hot or cold or you whatever. It just depends on the weather. Again, depends on the day. Some days I'll, I'll go for a, a nice coffee. Some days I'll go for a, for a hot one. Uh, I am, it could be 110 out and I'm drinking hot coffee. I don't know why. I just, I could not do the iced coffee. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My wife is like, it's 40 degrees out and she wants the iced coffee, but anyway, so, um, and I have to ask, are you a monster who does not wear socks with their skates? No, I I don't think, I think there's been one time I didn't because it was like during a summer state and I Mm. had forgotten, um, my gear and it was horrible. So I, (laughs) No, I don't, I don't, I can't do that. I've played with guys that do it and it's, it's, it's criminal. Red me. flag. Absolute yeah. red flag. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll get you out of here uh, on this. So uh, when you're not training or on the ice or whatever, what's your favorite kind of off day activity to do? I would say during the summer, um, I golf a lot. Definitely is usually how I'm spending my afternoon after a workout or a skate. Um, in season now, um, trying to work around my cooking a little bit. Um, so first time I've, I'm, I've, uh, I've lived without a dining hall really. So <laughs> it, uh, first time I've had to spend a lot of time cooking for myself. So working on it, um, getting better, but if any, uh, <laughs> any recommendations or, uh, or any tips are always welcome. So I'm usually spending my afternoons, you know, prepping dinner. Uh, Capo Kakadin, uh, big foodie, uh, and I know, William Eklund. William Eklund, secret. Uh, he, he's got a little bit of skill He will, uh, with it in the kitchen from what I've heard. So yeah, I've yes. talked to Capo about it a little bit and asked him about some, uh, some recipes. <laughs> so he's helped me a little bit, but I'll, I'll have to ask Aki about that too. All right. Uh, Henry, thank you so much for your time. Uh, stay healthy and hopefully we'll see you up, uh, with the sharks for the rest of the season here. Awesome. Thank you, JD. It's nice talking. All right. Appreciate it. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Henry Thrun. A lot of meat on the bone there. I could have talked to him for another, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes. Uh, I had a bunch of questions I had to cut because we were just running out of time. So um, thank you to the Sharks for making this happen, getting, you know, uh, getting him on on the podcast here. Um, Really great kid. Uh, Really excited to see, you know, his continued career continue to grow and, and stuff. And I like I've said it before and I'll say it again, I think he has the makings of being just a really solid defenseman who's going to 
be in the NHL for a long time, uh, just because I think his game is is it's it's really solid, and I think he's going to continue to kind of develop those habits and, and stuff. And we've seen even this year, you kind of seen the growth little by little as he kind of gets more uh, more games in. So, um, yeah, I really like the direction Thrun's going, and I think he's going to be a, a key part of the Sharks uh, as they start to turn this thing around. So, um, we'll be back tomorrow. Probably going to do a kind of nice prospect check in. Uh, we did one kind of about a month early into the season gonna tomorrow look at where everybody is at now that we're starting to reach the halfway point uh so we're going to kind of try to hit as many prospects as we can uh tomorrow so make sure you guys are following along for that uh you guys can follow the show wherever you get podcasts and of course you can watch on youtube as well um you can follow the show on twitter facebook and instagram at locked on sharks you can follow me on twitter at my fry hole till tomorrow bye friends